Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Six percent. The story broke over the weekend. Six percent. What does six percent refer to? Six percent refers to the data that shows that only six percent of COVID-19 deaths in the United States occurred in people without any comorbidities. Game over, man. Game over. This has got people out of their minds. And according to some doctors, people are reading the data completely wrong. I argue everybody's reading the data wrong because they're not hitting the key and most valuable point in all of this. Lockdowns don't work. And any governor still engaged in them is wrong. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Think the governor of Indiana is listening? I'm in Indiana right now. That's where we broadcast from. Maybe. Maybe. Right? We're not in lockdowns. We're on stage 4.5. We had a a five-stage plan to reopening, and the big stage five, when everything was open, was supposed to happen on Independence Day, July 4th. Because, no, none of this is about showmanship whatsoever. It's all about science. It just so happens that we would get our independence on Independence Day because that's hilarious. I'm all about the sound effects today. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing. It was absolutely positively embarrassing. But let's go over the numbers. This comes from the CDC. And what the CDC says in table number three, comorbidities. Table three shows the type of health conditions and contributing causes mentioned in conjunction with deaths involving coronavirus disease 2019, COVID-19. For 6% of the deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned. So that would mean in 94% of the deaths, there was a comorbidity. A comorbidity is another health ailment. Another issue that contributed to someone's death. Cancer could be a comorbidity. Uh, Heart disease, cardiac arrest could be comorbidity. Um, uh, Hypertension, diabetes could be comorbidities. Now, in some things, you know, people would say, well, if they had a heart attack, if coronavirus brought on the heart attack, they died of a heart attack, but they died of coronavirus, okay. But if you had diabetes and you got coronavirus, well, then they see it kind of differently that you could have died from diabetes and coronavirus could have helped that along. Not everybody dies from diabetes, of course. So people look at this and they say 6%, that's it. 6% of those who died, not even the population of the U.S., 6% of those who died from coronavirus only had coronavirus. And they're saying, what in the world? This is not a deadly disease. That is to discount the fact that you have had people die of coronavirus. I'm not into discounting that fact. Well, stand with me, stay with me, hold with me. Uh, Like like, uh, the people at Spartacus, hold. I'm going to get there. One of the things that you're hearing some medical professionals say is that, see, this, this is a wrong reading of the data because these things that people had 
coronavirus just made them worse or coronavirus put them over the edge. And of course, it led to people dying. Don't be ridiculous. Don't deny uh, the, the, the science. And I've heard many medical examiners now, not medical examiners, uh, county health commissioners, state health commissioners engage in this idea of, well, we have to keep people safe. And, oh, we have to do this. And we need criminal penalties for masks. The only thing I have learned from health commissioners on, in the county level, on the state level, is that they should never be allowed to make policy anywhere ever. If they run for office, don't vote for them. Now, there are always exceptions to the rule. But they are so based in one way and not in anything else that, no, they cannot be taken as the gospel on any of this. This 6% number goes to a conversation we have been having constantly about comorbidities. That you cannot get me. uh, These are the exact words I used. I haven't changed. You cannot get me to buy into the conversation of the total death rate. Because A, we know that this death rate involves a lot of things that maybe it shouldn't, like presumptive positives. And we know that we need to break down the comorbidities to be able to understand who died of what. To argue that it doesn't matter is a nonsensical position. To argue that these people with these other ailments could have survived without coronavirus, I think can in some cases have some validity. But neither one of those things gets to the final piece. And I have argued that you need to know the comorbidity number. Why? Because this all goes to whether or not we should have locked down to begin with and whether or not we should still be locked down. If 6% of Americans who contracted coronavirus died from coronavirus, there is not a need in the world to lock down. Well, Tony, we had to prevent spread. No, what we had to do was flatten a curve to not overwhelm hospitals, and we never overwhelmed hospitals. That you could find a particular hospital that may have been very busy does not mean that the hospital system writ large was overwhelmed. Do not lie. Secondly, we quarantined healthy people, which is a diseased mindset. We should quarantine or tell people who are at risk, sick people. We should tell those people who are at risk, sick people, that they shouldn't go out. We should quarantine sick people. People who had the comorbidities should be wearing masks. People who have comorbidities should not be going out in groups. The idea that healthy people cannot go out in groups is laughable. One of the things that I keep hearing is that over the summer we saw this increase in in spread. Oh, look, cases are coming back. I guess we have to roll back this and roll back that. You know what we never asked? Are those cases the same as the cases we had in January, February, March? And so we're clear. I'm 100% there, guys. We had coronavirus long before 2020. You start hearing people now, you'll start hearing people dig back to the summer of 2019. They're already questioning what happened way back when. But it's clear in the months of October, November, in, 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 in France and other places, December in the United States, you already know it. You know people had coronavirus because they had a bad flu. <laughs> of course it's true. Of course it's true. Those people who are ill, those people who get ill, they need to separate themselves. Healthy people do not. 
Healthy people do not have to separate themselves. It's a lie, and it was wrong. And governors must be brought to bear and to heal on this subject. Science has spoken. And I'm sick and tired of flat-earther governors. The data is here. And the data doesn't say that coronavirus wasn't dangerous to those people with comorbidities. It was saying that there's no need to lock down a society. The number of died is the number that died. All the things that are involved do indeed matter. But it further proves that locking down never was a good idea. Locking down was a terrible, miserable, awful, dumb idea. And governors who still go down this road are wrong. And cities and municipalities and counties that still want to go down this road are wrong. And I will tell you that the person who is most wrong is the citizen who accepted it. I did not have a business that shut down. To an extent, I am fortunate. Every day I return to this microphone. And while certainly I will take financial hits this year, sponsors and things like that, you know, people weren't advertising for a while. Radio took hits everywhere. Support support your local radio station. Support those sponsors. Fantastic people. I I would kiss them all on the mouth if if I had the chance. I really and truly would. Yes! 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 I'm just saying. Of course I'm going to take a financial hit this year. It's going to be a good size one too. But compared to other people, I have got no problems in the world. You know what I mean? I understand that all too well. All too well. But we destroyed businesses. We destroyed livelihoods. And other people got to work and they told these other, well, this is the, you got to sacrifice no newspaper person sacrificed. That city officials in any city got paid is disgusting. Governors should have taken half the money. Other people can't work, but you still get a salary? No, 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 no. You should have pulled a Trump and given away at least some of your salary to ensure that other people would be okay. Everyone has to sacrifice in times like these, but not everybody sacrificed. And it was disgusting to watch people who put in no sacrifice tell other people they have to sacrifice, you know, for the good of the country. When the data proves that was not true, it was a lie. And we knew it was a lie. And people knew it was a lie. But I did not own a business. What what fight back was I going to do? Businesses allowed themselves to be closed and they didn't fight back. They didn't tell their mayor to kiss off and didn't tell their governor to kiss off. Now, I, I, it might be a hard thing to do, right, uh, to tell a governor uh, to, to, to kiss off. I, I don't know if uh, people would say to, to, to Governor Ricketts in Nebraska, hey, kiss off, all right? I'm not so sure how that would work. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want to, but their local municipality that told them they had to close or do this, that, the other for the extent or to the extent that they had to in Nebraska, different, different states, you know, different things was much different in Cook County, much different in Illinois, where the governor, J.B. Pritzker, is telling you you had to be closed, but his wife was flying to their uh, to their Florida home. 
Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan saying you have to shut down, but there's her husband checking out the second house, you know, up north in, in, in the UP. He had to rake the leaves, don't you know? And you had to suffer. And uh, one of the things that I'm very annoyed by is that you didn't fight back. No, not you specifically, them, they. We watched the Constitution get trampled and people just watched. I'll tell you, I'll never understand the churches. I don't understand the churches at all. Protest is happening across the country. It's not even protest, it's violence. They're showing up for dance parties in D.C. They showed up and there were DJs and there was a dance party. No one's wearing a mask. You can't, but you as, as a church can't have parishioners? Well, if you go to church, we're going to take down your license plate number. Take down the license plate number. You're Christians. You're used to being persecuted. What are you kidding? Take down the license plate number. I think the entire uh, congregation should come out and pray for those officers who actually think it's their job to take down license plate numbers as opposed to recognizing this is crazy. Take down license plate numbers. The answer is you go back to headquarters and the chief says, so did you get those license plate numbers? And you're like, you know, I would have. I would have. You know what happened? You know what happened? My, my pen didn't work. Would you believe that? Would you believe that my pen didn't work? And so I turned to Tommy, my partner. You know, Tommy, my partner. I said, Tommy, you got a pen? He's like, no, I got a pencil. All right, I need to take the pencil. Got to write down the license plate number. Would you believe that the pencil broke? Would you? Be- my pen doesn't work and his pencil broke. We didn't have a sharpener. We didn't have I was. It was, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, chief? What are you going to do? So we didn't get any. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't get any, uh, any, any license plates. I just did. Uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? It's just one of those things, I guess. Oh well, oh well. Yeah, no, no big, no big deal. Am I right? This, you know, you know, we'll just, we'll just, you know, I'll. We'll, is it coffee break? Oh, look at that! Look at that! Time for my break. Union says, and there it is. What does that take? Work? Any cop willing to take down license plates of people going to church should be thrown off the force. But I was stunned that churches went along with it. I really and truly was. Really and truly was stunned that they went along with it. I was stunned that businesses went along with it. And maybe, just maybe, these people see it differently. Maybe they see themselves as good citizens who are willing to sacrifice for the greater good to keep people healthy and safe. Because they were told that this is what needed to be done and they said, okay, all right, we love our country, we're in. Maybe they're not people who did the wrong thing. Maybe they truly believed, and maybe they even did the absolutely right thing. But for the past months, they've been lied to, and they've been wanting to reopen, and they keep getting told, no, well, not really. Well, not to uh, 100%, only 50% occupancy, and no indoor seating here, and no over 6%. The number does mean something rather amazing. It means that we should be quarantining the sick, and it means those with comorbidities should be extra special careful. My parents at 82 and 73, is my mother 73? Am I supposed to give my mother's age on air? Too late. They should be careful, but you know what they want to do? They want to go out to eat, and when they go out to eat, you know what they say? Where is everybody? The re- It's very weird. My parents, growing up, it was a seriously foodie house. My mother can do damage 
in a kitchen in the good way. That woman has skill. My mother growing up used to make her own French bread. It was insane. The house would smell amazing. The skill set on this woman. And it's still there. Slipped a touch, but still incredibly there. They understood good food. They grew up in Jersey. They would drive to places. They would drive to places for Portuguese in New Jersey where the running joke was they'd say to their friends, hey, we're going to such and such a place. Don't forget your gun. And they meant it. That's absolutely true. I'm going to get in trouble for telling that story. First, I don't think I've ever shared that before. That's absolutely true. They would say to so-and-so, we're going to this place. You know, I'd say to a friend, we're going to this place for dinner tonight. Don't forget to bring your gun. That's how you know it's a good place. But these days, what they're going out for is people. They want to be around people. They want to be around excitement. They don't see themselves as old. They don't, they don't visualize themselves as such. They, they work for themselves. They work from home. My, my parents are in the uh, uh, one of the businesses that got punched in the face. They're in the credit card processing business. And you'd be like, well, everyone's spending with credit cards. That's great. They do a lot of work in the world of travel. Oh, oh, it's been so painful. Just hearing the stories, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, they're, they're fine, but the reason that they still work is uh, they don't golf. Thank goodness they work. Keeps the mind totally sharp. I can't get my father to stop calling me. He's always got something to talk about. But they want to be around people. They don't want these shutdowns, these 50% things. They walk into a restaurant. It's been cleared out for only eight tables. They turn around and leave. They don't want to sit silently. They want the action. And my parents are people who are more susceptible. And you know what they've said? Bring it on. They've made a choice. So even when you tell people they should be the ones who are taking more precautions, some people are saying, I'm 83. I have outdone everything. 82. I have lived so much further than I thought I was going to. What am I worried? Let's go to work. They, they make that decision, which is exactly how, of course, it should be. People, in, in the end, making the decision for themselves. So people will try and say, oh, this 6% number, oh, people, t- totally misleading. No, it's not misleading when it comes to how we should have handled the situation. It's not misleading when it comes to a dishonesty still being perpetuated upon the people. Coronavirus is serious. People did die. And a lot of people died. And it's worth remembering. But it wasn't worth shutting down society over. It never will be worth shutting down society over. And anybody from this moment and from the last moments forward who continues to keep things shut down is wrong. And if you're not willing to push back against those government entities that fail you, with all due respect, you're wrong too. I'm Tony Katz.